John chapter 20 says this, After eight days, Jesus' disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them. Peace be with you, he said. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and look at my hands. Take your hand and put it into my side. Do not continue to doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. I feel a bit bad for Thomas. We often refer to him not as St. Thomas, but as Doubting Thomas. We remember him for his Easter doubt. We forget that he was most likely the disciple to take Christianity to India. We focus on his doubt, and in the process, we forget that it was once him who stood up and, in a sense, was the hero of the disciples. It was Thomas. It wasn't Peter. It wasn't James. It wasn't John. It was Thomas, after hearing about Lazarus' illness and remembering what Jesus had said about his last trip that would come to Jerusalem, it was Thomas to be the one to say, let us also go that we may die with him. We focus on his doubt and we overlook Thomas's uncompromising honesty. Thomas didn't say he understood something he didn't understand. He never said he believed something that he didn't believe. Thomas was either all out, unless I touch, unless I see, I'm not going to believe. Or he was all in, my Lord and my God. But we shouldn't feel so bad for Thomas. In some ways we should feel worse for ourselves. We like to call him Doubting Thomas and focus on his Easter doubt when we're not any better, and yet we think we are. And too often when sorrows and sadness and struggles come into our lives, we look at the Lord and we start to doubt his love and his promises for us. We struggle with a class, we struggle with our job, and we find ourselves thinking, where are you, God? Do you even care about me? We maybe lose somebody that we love. Maybe it's through a breakup in a relationship. Maybe it's because of sickness or even death. God, do you even care? Do you even have a plan or a grasp of what's going to happen for my life? And yet, despite of your sins of doubt, Jesus comes today just like he did eight days after Easter to Thomas and he says to you, Peace be with you. No, our Savior doesn't tell you to believe by touching the nail marks in his hands or the spear mark in his side. No, rather, Jesus comes to you and he says in his word, See the perfect life I live for you well. You were my enemy. Look at that holy death I died on the cross so that you wouldn't have to, or even better, because of it, now you don't have to worry about burning in hell for all eternity because of sin. No, come to my word and stop doubting that I love you. Stop doubting that I have your best interests in mind. No, rather, with your eyes of faith, see again my perfect life and holy death on every page, and with those eyes of faith, believe. Something I find very admirable about Thomas. Faith was never an easy thing for Thomas. Faith is never easy 
for us, that's why we often pray, oh, for a faith that will not shrink. But when it comes to Thomas, Thomas was a man to be admired because he was a man that had to be absolutely sure. And when he was sure about something and when he had counted the cost, well, then we see from Scripture again and again with him that he was the ultimate example of having no limit of faith and obedience to God. May the Holy Spirit cause us that very same thing now in our life through the Word today so that we can also have a faith then like that of which Jesus can say of us, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Let's pray. O Lord, give us such a faith as this, and then whatever may come, we'll taste even here that hallowed bliss of an eternal home. Amen.